Hey, what's up? It's Monte from the Outspoken Sibs, and just want to say thank you for downloading this new episode of the show. We greatly appreciate it. And I want to remind you that the best way to support the show is to rate us and review. Yup, it is easy for you to do. All you have to do is go on to your favorite podcast app. Most of them have an option where you can rate us. Click on the stars. I say give us five. And then leave a review. It could be as simple as, I think the show's dope. Oh, I love you guys. Oh, you're hilarious. Oh, we need more. Boom. You supported the show, you gave us a listen, and you downloaded it. So you're just like checking all the boxes. Bam, bam, bam. We live, we love it. So make sure you do that and support the show. And let's get into the show because this is our first episode and I don't know. Checks watch. I don't know. Maybe a month. It's a new episode, y'all. <laughs> I just thought about it. When I turn 40, right, I want to have like a big party and I want to have some performances occur. Actually, just have the band play and I'll see. Who else do I want to do? That'll be affordable, I think. It really doesn't matter if they're affordable or not. It'll be my 40th birthday party. So I figure whomever I ask for should be, if they're available, then they should perform. They don't know you. But they like it. They'll book the gig. What do you mean? We can have. Your 40th birthday is. So far away. I really, I really think we should be planning my 40th. Well, we already got your performances together. We don't. We do. We do not. We do. Do you realize that from now until you turn 40, every year you're getting a birthday message from Montel Jordan? If you get me a birthday message from Montel Jordan, this particular song, I promise you we're going to have issues. I mean, that's a, not, that's a sweet gift. That is very thoughtful. Not because I'm telling you I don't want it. Like, but you're only saying that because you don't have it. No, I'm telling you because I feel like you're forcing it upon me, and that's not fair. <laughs> that's harassment. I promise I'm not. I don't want it. Period. you don't have it yet. No, no. It's because I don't need it in my life. Well, how cool will it be for you to open up a message and like, oh, you know, your brother told me it was your birthday. Happy birthday. You know, I hope it's whatever, whatever. And then it's like, and you told me this was your favorite song. And the next thing I would hang up before we even got to all that. Like, as soon as, he, as soon as he called and said, like, hey, this is Montel Jordan, I'm hanging up. It would be, why would you do this? Hanging up. You, don't waste your money. Boom. Don't waste your money. That's a, That's not cool. That's. That's the shit. It is because the the the. Why do you hate Montel Jordan so much? I don't hate Montel Jordan. See, that's the problem. I think you are misconstruing. You dislike the song. It's the song. He had other songs. That's why I'm saying I could do other songs. So how about he can do? I'll have him sing "Let's Ride." Let's ride all night. Save it for my sixtieth birthday. Maybe I'll be ready by then. He might not be here then. I'm so excited. Wasn't that what Master P? Sure. Uh, either way, Montel Jordan will be a part of your Christmas, your birthday gift. And Christmas too, maybe. Maybe there's a holiday version of... Uh, you just want to waste your money. This is how we jingle that. <laughs> I'm really hanging up. Now I'm really hanging up. Not the Jingle Bells version of This Is How We Do It. Oh, that would be decent. That would be a good commercial. No, if I want to hear that song ever again, I just need to go to Nashville. So you can hear Pony too? Pony too. Oh my God. Which is such, you know what, it, I, I have to say this too about Genuine, is that he had such a good run of songs, you know, like a really good stretch. Yeah. I think his first album came out in 96. Yeah. That was up until maybe 2000. I had to be in high school, maybe my 10th, 11th grade year. So maybe like 2004, he would have a song that would be big on the radio. And it's a shame that he's been reduced to just Pony, which is a great song, but it's been overdone. It's like once white people got a hold of it, it was just like, oh God. That's how it is with any song. When white people get a hold of it, that's it. You can just, it's not, it's just, that's it. They will run it in a hole. And that's how, this is how we do it is. There is no reason that every club should be playing This Is How We Do It like it just dropped yesterday. Like, that's not possible. Well, that's how I feel about Poison. I was about to say, people get tired of Poison, and when Poison plays, usually I'm excited. I'm ready. I've had, I've, I'm Poison now. Now, you know what you can play? 
You can do me in the morning. You can do me in the night. Oh, yeah. You can. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much moaning was in that song. I was like, this was actually on the radio? Yes. That's how I feel about um, Feels Good, Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, yeah. I listen to that, and I'm like, I can't listen to this in a car. Oh, my God. Oh, it's about sex. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of moaning. If it really feels good to you, baby, let me hear you say. <laughs> it is so graphic. Wow, that is graphic. Yeah. But it's a good song. It's a good song. It's a jam. Yeah. See, that's how you got to play it. You can't be too obvious. You got to just, you got to play, the music has to be right. Yes, subtle. Yes. You know. Because we have talked about songs that are extremely graphic, and some of the things that they're talking about was like, how did this even air on the radio? How? Well, you, I told you, my, this, to me, the sexiest song ever created is Minnie Rippleton's Inside My Love. Yes. Yeah. Like, that song is like, it just liquefies you. Like, it's just. Listen, Minnie was doing that in the 70s. And they ain't say shit. They said, oh, yeah, we love this. Can you come inside me? Like, oh, my God. Right, right. <laughs> Do you want to ride? Like, Minnie, girl. All right, Minnie. That's how Minnie got Maya. Exactly. <laughs> well, since you asked, why not? Which is hilarious because Maya ass is pregnant every time I see her. Like, well, this stay popping a baby out. I love it. got the juice. I love it. For lack of better words. <laughs> so how about, look, I signed up for this, um, like, you do these surveys online. Yeah. And you make money off of them. Mm-hmm. I know. You get, like, 10 cents a survey. It's not even worth it. I don't know why they keep sending me a, uh, surveys when I haven't received a nickel yet. I've tried that. i like, eight of them. I tried that. And it takes so long to build up enough for them to send you a check that by the time you get one, it's like, I worked too hard for this. I wasn't expecting to work this hard. And that's the well, thing, because the, the things they have asked, they, the things they're asking me questions about are stuff that I specifically told them I was not interested in. Right. And that's what I was about to say. Like Sometimes you get through the survey and you're like, didn't I, I could have sworn I said no to this. Yeah, I don't wear steel toe boots. Maybe right. I should, but I don't. I'm not balding. I'm sorry. Thank well, you, but no thank you. Some of I don't are. use razors. No, I will not test this out for you. Well, if you send me a razor, I'll use it. I'm not. It depends. Well, no, because when I got to shave, I can't use a razor. There are other forms of hair removal that don't require sharp objects. You this won't see I would like to get, I need to get me a manscaper. What is a manscaper? You never heard of the manscape razors? No. Oh well, hopefully one day they'll be a they'll be a sponsor for the Outspoken Siblings podcast. But they make um, razors and things for men to skate their man. Their okay, man. so is it specifically formed or something like? Yeah, it's, it's like it's it's supposed to be like easy on your nuts, and like you know it doesn't nick or anything, which obviously is a big deal because you don't want to be shaving and how you get a you know any type of situation or your situation. But they make all kinds of products and. But specifically, the manscaper shaver is for the you know the male private region. Um, okay, do they have a woman's uh, a womanscape? They may, but see, I would assume that even though it's called manscaper, that it may be made for a man, but it can be used by a woman. Kind of like secret, strong enough for a man, but something with a woman. It's just gentle on your genitals. You know. What okay, I mean? I'm only asking because I recently have stumbled upon something that I. It's a little, I'm being a little nitpicky, but here's the thing, right? Why do swimming trunks have that little inside pocket for you guys to hold, like, I don't know, say a key? Where the fuck is our pocket? Were we supposed to put them in our bosom? What is the What is the reasoning behind not giving us a pocket on our bathing suit? Well, I couldn't tell you that, but I can tell you that I never put anything in my pockets in my swim trunks unless I'm wearing them for fashion and not to actually get in the water. It doesn't matter. The point is, we don't, we already don't have pockets in our bikinis. Okay, the least you can do is make a little zipper down the back of our bathing suit bottom that we can put our key in. When's the last time you went bikini shopping or bathing suit shopping? Last summer. Okay. I about to say maybe they I could have sworn it well no, they well, those cover up things that they had. 
they but still don't, don't have a pocket. You don't, you don't get in the pool with those, in the water with those necessarily. But the so, point is, they yeah, don't, I don't know. have at least one pocket anywhere in your bathing suit. Is it assumed that we're going to be going somewhere with water with this man with the key? And that he's know. the only one with the key? Just saying. Who knows? Perhaps it was, you know, the misogynoir thinking when creating female well, bathing well, here's, suits. Here's my gripe. There are women who make bathing suits and bikinis who still haven't thought to put a damn key pocket in their bikini. So well, you, I don't know. You may be on to something. Maybe maybe Luna Baby should create some uh Oh, listen, we, we, we don't deal in fabrics. I don't I don't we don't know nothing about fabric. <laughs> well, I know a lot of people who don't deal in fabric, but yet they make clothes. So I mean, yeah, you're right. You know. We deserve a pocket, goddammit. That's all I'm saying. And if y'all out there listening, don't steal my idea. But if you do know of a bikini or bathing suit maker who has pockets for the ladies, let me know. Because, I mean, I would like to have somewhere to put my things when I go to amusement park and not have to carry around a fanny pack. Well, pockets for all. You know, um, that's all. That's, that's, that's all I had to say about that. Okay. Well, welcome to the Outspoken Siblings Podcast with Monte and Tony. It is almost March. Already. This has been the longest yet quickest February of my life. I feel like this year, the thing is, it's not really, it's not going fast as we're in it. But as we look back, it's like, damn, we're here already. Yeah. But I think it's just because there's been so much going on. Yeah. Since the last time we talked, I mean, now we're about to go to war. You know, we're about to uh, see a surge in COVID again. And, um, you know, so nothing has changed, really. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Nothing's changed on the world front. Um, this has been a very interesting Black History Month. And we want to shout out to all the Blacks. Just, shout out, Blacks. Yeah, just because, hey, what's up, Blacks? How, how are things going? Right. Um, we hope that your Black History Month has been fruitful and educational and fun and prosperous. And we hope that that continues for the next... Uh, you know, for eternity, because you deserve. We deserve. Um, do you do anything special or specific personally to honor Black History Month? I do not, actually. Is it? Do you? Do you? Do you ever think about why? Um, I don't think about why, but I am now wondering why. You know why? I think because. With Black History Month, at least growing up, it was always about, um, I don't know, it was something you just did in school. And when I became an adult, it was like, well, I'm black all the time. Nothing really changes about this month. And I'm reflective on our history and our future and our past and present all the time. So... You know, but I, I would like to do more to honor it and to, um, it, you know what? It's really weird because I think about it. I watched, I was watching the news one morning and you know how they have those little bumpers before they come in and out of break and it was just like, oh, NBC 10 celebrates Black History Month. And it was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And but, where's right. the rest of it? Right. Like, <laughs> but that's kind of how it, how it's become. It's almost like, okay, well. This is just a dedicated month that, hey, we talk about black people just a little bit more, but we really don't yeah. talk about it for sure. Like, for example, I know the Enquirer, the Philadelphia Enquirer, is doing this thing where it's like they're having some type of racial reckoning and looking back on how they've um, not been been their best when it comes to race relations within their own newsroom and stuff. And um, if felt when I read the first part like this was just so you could have February content not because right. you actually care right because if you were really having a, a to me a um a racial reckoning or kind of like a come to Jesus quote unquote moment then you could have did this any time of year and it would have been relevant like you didn't have to do it for Black History Month but maybe that's just me flying too close to the sun as I've done a lot in the past couple of weeks but you know how about you um I would say in the last few years, I haven't done much of anything, but you're right. I think as a kid, it was mainly things we did in school. Now, you and I 
has been fortunate enough to like we had we talk about this all the time that we really uplift this particular family member of ours who kept us in the black right like it wasn't just um what we looked like it was really who we are and we got to learn a lot about who we who we are and who our people were and things like that from a very specific family member so i think that outside of school had it not been for her we might not have done anything right so we had our years where we did things and that was cool mm-hmm. as a mom <clears throat> i made it my duty to do to acknowledge the moms but i think the best way to put it and i feel like we've talked about this before the best way to put it is the way mcdonald's put it and that, that was probably that's probably the, the oldest and the only campaign that i can recall in my life that was true to it all the time and i think that their slogan was the best black 365 because that's one thing that is true 66 sometimes 366 sometimes but i'm black all the time all day every day 24 7. so honestly it's not that i feel like oh why should i celebrate black history month it's just that one day a month i feel like well this is a time that maybe we reflect on our ancestors, maybe on living history, you know what I'm saying? Um, I actually had this argument with my son, which I found so surprising because he is very much, um, he usually anyway, it's all about equal rights, you know, but he mentioned something about the Super Bowl when they were talking up when they, I think they had like Brady or whatever. And then Serena comes out and I was like, well, of course they have to have her in the mix because she is the GOAT. I really need y'all to just go and check the stats and get over yourselves because Serena is the GOAT. Point blank. No matter how you swing this, no matter how you swing the the tennis racket, Serena's the goddamn GOAT. So you can put Brady on your list all you want. He doesn't rank number one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, And we were talking about this and, you know, just going across the board with um, athletes and athletics and all of this stuff. And I enjoyed that because if that's the area that he wanted to focus on, that's fine. You know how many great blacks there are in, you know what I mean, athletics? We can go all day. Doesn't have to be football or basketball. There's plenty. So I, I acknowledge it. I honor it. But again, I'm black 365 and it's not... I don't, I try to make sure that my home is uplifting our ancestors at all times. Like, we are watched over by them. We try to make sure that we are connecting with them in different ways, seeking guidance from them in different ways. And you know what I mean? Like, that's, it's just, it's a part of just who we are, you know? So, well, I do wonder if I I've been looking at a lot of stuff like this as of late. A lot of the things that we have in place there, like that on a national level here in the United States, are done are done for, from the perspective of or from the gaze of white folks. You know what I mean? Right. In terms of this is not for us necessarily; it's for them, so they can be educated. Exactly. They can take a moment to reflect and look on the progress that was made in spite of. Um, the roadblocks and murders and shit that have been put, you know, in our path. Um, so I do look do look at it to where it's not really much for us to do because again we live it, breathe it every day of our lives. Exactly. We don't have a choice, and it's, it's for them to like. Okay, well maybe this is when I can feel okay about learning about another um, group of people or whatnot. So. Uh, it may be a little bit of that as well. Well, what I have, what I can say is, okay, us growing up, we grew up in a city, you know, Philadelphia school district. Um, majority of our school, ninety percent of the kids, ninety-five percent of the kids in our in my school from elementary and middle school were black, right? It didn't get diverse until high school. Even I will say, I did grow up with a a fair amount of black teachers, but it really wasn't them who was doing the black history teaching, you know, it was mainly the white teachers, but my kids are, they go to predominantly white schools. Their teachers are predominantly white. And I noticed that it is, it is the 20 something of February. And I do not recall their schools having done anything. 
if they talk about it in school, they haven't come home and mentioned it. So well, I, I think it's that speaks to the location that you live in. Do you live in a location to where it would not surprise me if um, the discussion about the 1619 project and critical race theory, if it would be at one of those town hall meetings in your county to where the white parents would be going crazy and upset that the truth is being told. So I'm not surprised. And I've, I've heard of people that have one form like, we didn't do anything with Black History Month. Like, right. um, you know, it was just, it is what it is. Like, it was probably mentioned, but it wasn't a focus. And I think that with us going to inner city schools, because it was predominantly black um it only made sense like it wasn't a it wasn't going out of their way to acknowledge or to have like an assembly or assemblies but think about that if black history month is to is to more so educate the whites or races other races other than black then why wouldn't they be having more of a celebratory time here than there because again inner city kids are black 365 so what are you teaching us exactly? What are you well, showing us? Well, that's the point. Exactly? And you fit you again because of the time we live in. Um, it's become in sync, uh, if you will, to paint us as all just we're just one. And learning about another someone else's history or culture somehow takes away from the American. You know what I mean? It's like, well, no, it's supposed to be the great melting pot type thing. Right. That's the mentality that they, ha- you know, that's been had. Which I think we've all been interesting time, because March first, the first week in March is Read Across America Day. You know that? No. Doctor Seuss. Oh, okay. Read Across yeah. America Day. Yeah. That's not going to be skipped. That's going to be in the forefront. They're going to make it so that kids can dress up and do all this extra funky shit. You know what I'm saying? That's not going to be canceled. But we didn't mention Black History You had a whole month to mention Black History Month, and you did nothing. But you have this week or a couple days to mention Read Across America Day, which I believe is March 1st or 2nd or something like that. That's not going to be skipped. Because you figured they believe in they. I'm talking about white people. That doesn't, that, in their minds, that's not controversial. Apparently, you know what I mean? Talking about Blacks and Black history, that's a controversial subject. Which is crazy because it is. But you know what's funny? And it's not even funny, it's just interesting. I don't know if you've been seeing the commercials for no. the Pennsylvania Senate race. No, because you know I don't watch TV. Okay, well I just said that just because, who knows, maybe you saw the ad on YouTube, I don't know. But if you were to see, I'm going to have to find some and send them to you. Because I have never in my 34 years on this earth seen more overtly racist campaign ads in my life. Like literally there was one campaign ad that I was from Dr. Oz and he was saying like um, China gave us the coronavirus and about time we give it back and then it was like um, talking about Black Lives Matter and all these things that were the fact that they've become political talking points yeah, and not like okay sir what you gonna do about taxes what are you gonna do about right. education what are you gonna do about you know just things that affect the collective because the areas that he's you know trying to get seated in there are minorities in those areas, you know? And granted, they might not be, um, their mindset may not be the same as somebody who lives on, you know, 24th and Diamond in terms of their political um, and social economic status, so however you want to put it, but they're still a minority. Um, And the fact that this is what you're running on, it's insane. And it's like, I hate campaign ads anyway because they're just, I hate the, I I hate it. Yeah. Um but seeing them and just seeing the as they're being ran and then just seeing how overtly racist they are and I'm like this is and nobody is making a fuss. How would this even get through? Like no, stick to the facts. Yeah. Like this is well, insane. That's what always I, kills me. Is like I just send you one and when you see you're going to be like did this yeah. not go through like a um HR not HR right. but like a quality right. assurance type thing? Right. Because it just turns me all like if I was um, it would just turn me off. Like I would be like, "Well, I don't want to deal with you at all because the shit you're talking about. What are you going to do? What are right. you going to do? Because this has not, what you, uh, yeah. Because I'm not Asian. Right. However, I I will defend it. Right. By that, like, and of course because, we'll hear because again, racism is fucking racism. Because if you say it about them, you'll say it about me in a heartbeat. 
So, but a little things to where it's like we'll hear for the end of time, you know, about how oh well this COVID was created in the lab by uh, Asian scientists. Da, da, da. Listen, at this point, I don't give a shit where it was created. Absolutely not. I don't, I don't care how it was manufactured or whatever you want to call it. Just the fact that even if that was true, we people have got is are okay with saying like, oh well, you know those Asians they gave us COVID. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. What? It's it's insane. It's it's yeah. very much. It, but that's why I I think that it's important for parents. Even like I said, I do think that kind of like, um, Black History Month is you know for white people to learn about our history and things like that. And how I think that um, you know Pacific Islander Month and things like that. I think there's for people who are not a part of that culture right. to learn about it. You have exhibits at museums and things to where it can be more in the forefront. I do think it's important that for people who have children or even adult folks to be curious. Like I'm curious for me anyway, about different uh, cultures. Like I'm curious about, you know, um, people when they were migrating from the East coast of the United States and they ended up going out West and then, you know, unfortunately, but colonization ended up going like, um, you know, like when they got to Hawaii and they were there were actual people already there. And obviously, of course, unfortunately, you know, genocide and things occurred. But to just think, I'm curious about the people who who inhabited these places before it was colonized. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just naturally curious about stuff like that. So, and to think about their traditions with your permission. So, February is also the month of love. What before we talk about the month of love, can I get some of my chest that has been sitting there bubbling to the surface over the last, I don't know, 96 hours or so. Okay, so over the last month or so, right, I have stepped my foot into the online dating pool, put my toe in it, and that's another story for another time. Let's just say it is a cesspool. It is a cesspool. It is a... It's a lot. Somebody peed in a dating pool, y'all. For real, for real. It's, you know, I don't even want to shit on the whole... Like, the... Pro- it, it's a lot. It's It's been a learning experience, I will say that. It's definitely been a learning experience. And I've learned a lot about myself in the last month or so. It's been, like, a really big social experiment for me. And I had to... I want. I wanted to ask you this, too, before I went on my rant. Out of the number of people you had a conversation with, even if it was just a simple greeting a high and buy type situation i think i know the answer because it's obvious but would you how many people would you say that you actually really connected with overall or like you know or let's say within the last (laughs) because i know you've been you know but in like the last let's say six months out of all the people you've had run-ins with in these spaces how many would you say you connected with none that makes sense because you're still single but um (laughs) but i would have (laughs) I mean, but that's valid because honestly, like it could have been one, it could have been two and then in six months, you know, and it just didn't work yeah. out. But no, honestly, genuine connections, none, no, none yet. It's here. Here's the thing for me is that it's been like a month or so, give or take. And out of the no, numerous folks that I have had conversation with, um, <laughs> wow. Um, out of the numerous folks that I've had conversation with, there may have been one person, just one, that I would say that if not for circumstances, beyond my control, by the way, let's put that out there, that it was, okay, this is actually, you know, worth my time, but it actually turned out not to be worth my time. So, but that just shows you how it is out here. So who knows? We're going to just... So that's the thing. So for me, that that happens often, where I think this person might be worth my time, and then they prove that they're not. But even then, I can't say that there's any genuine connection. So, like, in the last two years, <laughs> I would say I've made two genuine connections. And to be quite honest, neither of those people I am still in touch with now. One of them, I ghosted. And one of them, we actually talked for the better part of, like, close to, like, we got each other through the pan- through the beginning of the pandemic. Don't judge me. I don't care. Yes, I'm, I'm not judging. Person. I'm low key hating. I go to this person. Um, well, that part I'm not hating because that. Did I just say this? That ghost shit. I had to. 
Okay. Well, in your situation, you may have had to, but let's just say this. That ghost shit, there is a special place in hell for you ghosts and motherfuckers. I know. I know. I know. Okay, I didn't have to for real, for real, but I did. I had to. There's a special place in Haiti. They they were getting too attached, and it was like, I'm never visiting you. And the crazy part is, it's her Oh my, you doing yeah. too much. You are doing They were getting too close. And I was very, much. but I was very clear that I was looking for a friend to kind of lean on through the pandemic. I had no idea at that time that the pandemic was going to be still here two years later. And they were just kind of doing too much. And I was like, you know, I'm going to bow out because this is going somewhere else. But see, here's the kicker for me, right? And this is all, I didn't even get my rant yet. So it's coming, but I will say this about online dating. It has been a learning experience for me in a lot of ways. It's also been, I've learned a lot about myself. And of course, I learned about other people, but definitely about myself. And I have had to, let me see, because you know, I just be talking sometimes, be oversharing, and I don't want to. Okay. Well, so far, you haven't oversharing. I feel like I'm, I'm, but I'm about to. So I need to, you know, mind my my words before I I say some, I, I give too much. I reveal how the sausage is made. But I will say this. That I think that you've got to be good with you when you're entering these spaces. Because if you're not, then it can really have you all just discombobulate in the game. And I'll say that because, um, you know, if you've been following the show for a while, you know, I've been on the journey. The last two years I've been in therapy, just getting right with Monte. You know what I mean? And like, as of today, I'm like good on me. You know, I'm not perfect by far, but I'm good on Monte. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. In the journey, are we really seeking perfection, though? Okay, you're going to be you gonna be searching real hard. If you're <laughs> I don't understand the question. Um, no, but you're right. You know, I'm not necessarily looking for perfection, but close to it because I'm me. But <laughs> so like, I'm good on me. However, you get in these situations to where these people out here are are not are just not they're not whole and they're not healed that's true and hurt people hurt people that's true but i will say this is that i had to get here's my thing is i'm an all-in type of person right you know me i'm gonna cast my chips in early if i got to for the most part and at my big age that's not even true. Because even if I was younger, I'd probably still be the same way. You probably would. I would. That's just who you are. I know because I'm I'm all in type of person. I it don't take it doesn't take me. I'm lying. That's not true. I'm gonna get off this conversation. I'm gonna have to talk about this another day. You yeah you through. you're not making it clear. You you need to make it plain, preacher. Don't go into situation. I had to get over the idea that because it's the, it's the digital type of situation you know what I mean and I feel like you have to let it be known what your intentions are well I feel like going into any sort of situation regardless of how we meet right like yeah I think that that's only fair to yeah but I, I do think that if you're meeting somebody and you're in person you kind of you get to feel it you know what I mean yeah, no you do but you do the digital space you have to do a little extra just so that you can make it known like listen I'm pissing on this tree for lack of a better thing not like you know really urinating on someone for those even if you may be into that I don't know no judgment <laughs> but that's the way you got to do sometimes you got to mark your territory and make it known and yeah you do listen uh, I feel like I should have like had a steady stream to like hey this is my tree and I am going to wet this tree up <laughs> um, and I'm going to keep it never mind I yeah, it's yeah, going to be yeah. This tree's getting soiled. Just know that. Oh, my God. But sometimes the tree just don't be trend. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Damn. And you can piss on the tree. You you know, okay, so I, I have to read some a few things to you. You can lick the tree, and the tree be like, oh, well, what does that mean? Bitch, you know what this licking means? If I'm licking this tree. <laughs> okay. But wait, like, can I before you get into that, can I just get into this dilemma I'm in? 
Oh yeah, no, yeah, we didn't even get to the, the, yeah. the damn rant. So the dilemma, well, was that the rant or what? You no, know, this that wasn't the rant. That was me just talking, you know, just doing the most. So now I told, like I just said, I've been online dating for like a month or so, and I will say online dating in in a grand scheme, but really online just just passing the well, time. Getting your feels, see what's up. Yeah, just seeing what's out there. You know what yeah. I mean? Dipping my toe in the water. So anyway, there was a website suggested to me from my therapist, and this was suggested to me a while ago, but I didn't, you know, I paid it no mind. So when I finally did, I got on and you know, it asked you like, what are you looking for? So you tell it your preferences, what you like, what you don't like, blah, 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 blah. So I did all that, made a profile. Okay. This is cute, whatever. So now I didn't did what they asked me to do. And the results I got were not what I said I wanted. It was actually the opposite of what I wanted. So I fell back on it. So, I want to say about two weeks ago, I got back on it, on the app, and <laughs> it was like, oh, you know, you have a deal to, um, you have a deal to have, like, a free week of premium service. Okay, so, I'm like, all right, whatever, I don't really, I don't know if the premium service is going to help in this situation, but it certainly couldn't hurt. They was like, oh, you have access to more profiles, we'll boost yours up. You know, all these little perks that I guess in the online dating world helps. So I'm like, whatever, it's free. If it's free, it's for me. So I go ahead and do it. And you know how when you do those type of things, it like automatically subscribes you to whatever it is. And it makes it look as if you have, if you don't cancel by this day, then you'll pay this full price, right? So the day that happened, I went to my subscriptions on my, um, you know, on your Apple device and how you go in there and you can hit the descriptions tab and then you can unsubscribe before they take the money out your account. So I did that. Now I've been on it a whole week, you know, throwing some bait out in the pond, not getting many fish, but still just tossing worms and shit and snails, whatever you use to fish with. I don't know. I'm not, you know, it's not my thing. I, I prefer to have my fish already caught and cooked if I can help it. Until I get a notification, an email saying, thank you for your three month subscription. For seventy-five American dollars, not for a free month, for three months, for seventy-five American dollars. Have you lost your black ass mind? Seventy-five dollars. Maybe this was God's way of saying, "Here's three additional months that you need to find your fish." But there is nobody there. Like it is empty. It is barren. The sea <laughs> is barren. I don't understand. And the people that are in the sea are not the fish that I want. There's no chicken in this sea. This is albacore. I don't want it. I like. Oh, I would just disgust it. So don't listen. My PSA to you: Don't be trapped. When they try to give you these little deals for a certain amount of, uh, you know, a free week on these apps, don't fall for it because they're giving you the same bullshit they were giving you <laughs> prior to you paying for it. There is nothing there. The well is dry. And they don't follow instructions. Because I'm like, I don't understand how I live in, what, the sixth largest city in the country? And you tell me just nobody's here? That's why I've been looking outside of my area. Uh, So have I. And I'm like, what is going on? Don't even get me started. I'm looking outside my area. But the area they got me looking is like, is either New York. That's fine. That's DC, That's close enough for me. Or Virginia. And they keep getting lower and lower. And I'm like, listen, you can only go 200 miles. And I mean, why does it only go 200 miles either north or south? How about west? East and west, yeah. Yeah, west, yeah. And then, again, this thing don't even... the It asks you for specifics about what you want. What are you looking for? And the selection I keep getting is not what you asked. That's not what I selected. And, you know, I'm tempted because I have one person in particular who keeps on... <laughs> you can, like, send these like things. I showed you that individual. Yeah. And at this point, I'm about to be like, you know what, fuck it. Right. And, and okay, so sometimes <laughs> I feel there. like, for me, that's kind of where I get to. Like, all right, fuck it. Like, fine. Let's be friends. Let's chat. Because you are still, who knows? I could be surprised. Perhaps. But I almost feel like this that particular person keeps on doing it because they got they run into the same issue I'm running into. And they like, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> Right, right. I guess since you here, 
And that may very well be possible, but who says that y'all can't still be friends on this quest for love? Or because in my experience so far, that friendship don't work. You're judging it off of... <laughs> okay, so as someone who's been in the I, online... I kid, I kid. Yes, I, somebody... I I've, I've been on, in the online dating scene for at least two years, okay? And... I think it was a pandemic that just that made me decide, like, okay, let me see what everybody else is doing. More people are probably on here now because everybody's in a goddamn house. We're supposed to be in the house anyway. So let me just see who's available and wants to be my friend. The water was murky even then. There were a few genuine connections, but for the most part, the water was murky. I also, what I don't like about you bitches online is that y'all be trying to shame people for not having gone out of the country. And like, that shit's not cool. So because you travel all over the world, that makes me less than because I haven't been traveling the world. That's not fair. Can I interject? Sure. Let me just throw this out there. First of all, we've been in the pandemic for the last two years, number one. Number two, granted, if you were traveling internationally pre-pandemic, then God bless you. Okay. But secondly, how about this? I need you mofos to learn how to communicate and talk. For real. Why do you not know how to hold a conversation? You all hype about all this traveling and all of the, all these languages you can speak. Speak to me. Communicate with me. Converse with me. Why do I even have, why do I even have to have in my bio that if you are not here to talk to me and get to know me, these, this shouldn't be a one-sided conversation. I shouldn't have asking you questions. I had to admit mine. Yes. I had that men mind because I ran into too many people that I felt like I was doing the talk. I was doing all the talking and not doing enough I, talking. I am and always I, the one asking all the questions. Can I say questions. this too? You Ugh. also don't initiate conversation with people. And then follow. If you're not going to follow through. Right. Because again, just don't do it. I, I think that it's, I, I, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's nice to do that um, to people. Because it can be very, it can be a thing. And, um, you, you know, if you can do damage, you can. No, you can. You can. You can. And if you only knew, if you only knew, there's a song for that too. There's a song for that too. But that's, that's, look, it's, it's the gamble you take, I guess, with online dating. But I do think it comes with a, a level of maturity that most people don't have. And you try to you kind of see where people are and see what people are about. And it makes me it made me realize that, you know, that's why we're in the same spot. I'm in this spot looking for stuff online because that's just where I am and you here just because if we were in person, I'd probably be even more offended and more insulted right. that right. you really wasted my time. However, I will say that again, you know, I've thrown out bait um and caught a couple fish put them all back in the water, but I think that has to do with the first fish I caught more than the, you know, just comparing everybody to that fish. And, yeah. you know, and uh, see, I, and another thing is I had to amend uh, my ego, which is not easy for someone like me, but yeah, and it's supposed to be fun, and if online dating isn't fun for you, then fall back. It's not always fun. I'm it's saying, but don't let it stress you out. Don't right. The same way we have to unplug and disconnect on our socials, this is us still being social. And it's yeah. even more social because we're being vulnerable with our hearts. We're not necessarily always being vulnerable with our hearts on social media. So this is a different type of space. So log off. If... So can I read this to you? Go ahead, read it. So you know, we always have our music suggestions for you. And whenever we read a good book, we like send you a rec on that as well. So one of my favorite authors is Don Miguel Ruiz. He's also the author of The Four Agreements, which has been very popular the last few years. It's actually a pretty old book, but it's been popular since I think the people of our generation are trying to more do more self-help and more self-development, personal development. So the book that he wrote that I want to read to you from is called The Mastery of Love. And I like his writing because he really puts it in layman's terms, right? So, like, you feel like he's legit talking to you um, in his writing. So, something he says in the book is, you must forgive those who hurt you, even if whatever they did 
to you is unforgivable in your mind. You will forgive them, not because they deserve to be forgiven, but because you don't want to suffer and hurt yourself every single time you think about what they did. So the forgiveness is really for you, right? So you're not like forgiving them because, you know, like think about somebody just walked up and punched you in your face. I always say this to my kids about like handing over their power. If somebody walks over and punches you in the face, you now have the power to decide what happens next. They made their choice. You now get to decide what happens next. You can engage and hit them back. You can call the cops. You can walk away. You can talk to them. You got so many options right now because they gave you options. I feel the same way with this. If someone does something to you and you decide that you want to forgive them, it's not necessarily that you're forgiving them because of what they did or that what they did was so, it's like, wow, you know what? It wasn't even that serious. No, it might be some the worst possible thing that somebody can do to you, but you are the only person going to suffer if you don't let that shit go. They probably just going to go on and live their lives. They're not going to think twice about you, whereas you are the one suffering. So instead of allowing that hurt and that pain, you got to heal and you got to forgive so that you don't have to endure that shit forever. That's the epitome to me of letting that shit go. Like I said earlier, I think when you go into these spaces, these new spaces, that you have to be good on you. Because if not, you're going to be triggered by everything. And I know for me, it was like, you know, being a snake in a rat or a rat in a snake pit, you know, or it it has been, not always, but it has been. So I, I had to reset and readjust and get my shit together. But it's true because even, um, you know, as I've made snarky comments previously, I do think that, um, and we talked about this before. So real fast to hit on that part, because there's, there's a quote from the book that talks about that as well. So he says, the real mission in life is to make yourself happy. And in order to be happy, you have to look at all the things that you believe, the way you judge yourself and the way you victimize yourself. And I thought that that was powerful because it's like most of the time these things are happening around you, not necessarily to you. And even the things that are happening to you, you still have the, you still have the know-how somewhere deep inside, um, the tools, you know, some way, somehow, externally or internally to let that shit go. And, it's, and, and we can't sit in this victimization feeling like, oh my God, what was me? You know, whatever, whatever. Sure. You know, if we need to for a little while, because some things deserve, a, you know, a little pity more than others, but we definitely have the option and we have the tools to overcome it and really be like, I don't judge myself for feeling this way. You know, I don't judge myself for believing what I believe about this. Like this shit hurt. And I, I hurt right now. I ache right now. And that's just it. And when I get over it, I get over it. I'm not over it right now, you know, but we do. And that's how we make ourselves happy when we constantly beat ourselves up about it and don't give ourselves grace. Like we talked about, we don't give ourselves grace and just allow ourselves to be human and just feel what the hell we feel. And that's just that. Like, if again, if you on this journey with the expectation that you're not going to feel shit, why are you here? Why are you even here? It don't work like that. With your permission. That's it. But I do want to have, I have one more quote for you from this same book. Again, this is The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. Do yourself a flavor. It is not that long yourself of a book. A flavor. <laughs> it's not that long of a book. It's an easy read. Like I said, when you when you're reading it, it's really as if it's almost as if it's being read to you by a friend. You know, it's it's an easy read. I'm not gonna read this one verbatim. I'm just gonna give you the gist of it. And I feel like I have quoted this at least three times on the show so far, but it's just the facts, okay? If you decide to be with a person, don't try to change anything about that person. Just like you would accept your cat or your dog, let that person be who they are. You have to let, they they have the right to be who they are just as you have the right to be who you are. They have the right to be free just as you have the right to be. When you start to inhibit your partner's freedom, you in turn inhibit your freedom because now you're checking on everything that they're doing, everything they're not doing, blah, 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 and both of you um, deserve freedom. So you just have to let people be where they are. I mean, these aren't my words. 
These are the words of the great Don Miguel Ruiz. Fuck Don Miguel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did he know? You'll have to take that up with him and the master. No, I agree with that. That that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So because imagine how much time you're going to take out of your off of your life checking in with every fucking thing this person does, what they're not doing, who they talking to, who they not talking to, you know, you want them to change you. And it's so controlling, you know, you start to change bits and pieces of them to them for them to start to be who you want them to be. And if they were doing that shit to you, you wouldn't like it. Why are you looking at me like that? It just so happens that you can see me. I'm not looking at you. Bye. Those are very accusatory eyes. And I have to just remind you (laughs) that I am not talking to you specifically. But it does feel like a very direct read. You told me to say you. Now you got a problem with me saying you. You but didn't no, get it's not, it. it's not what you said. It's how you said it. And <laughs> I'm I not lies. talking to and it you. Almost make, it almost feels like you are t- saying, like, Monte, you. I didn't say Monte. Too. See? See? Let people be where they at. Okay? I didn't say Monte. <laughs> I'm talking not to you, but to you. Okay? Okay. okay. If you are... I guess a hit dog will holler. Huh? I guess a hit dog will holler. Hey, listen. Listen. <laughs> the shoe fits. But sometimes um, you don't even get a chance to get that. And, that, and, and, and you know, you still got to let a person be free. You still right. have to let them be themselves. They're going to do what they want to do. And um, the second part of that quote, which isn't, I didn't I screenshot, but I did want to tell you that the part that I mentioned on this, that part I didn't mention on the show as much, but this part I have mentioned multiple times. The same way when you have a pet, right? Like when you come home, that pet is going to love the shit out of you. They're just going to be super happy to see you every single time. It's like they didn't see you in years. They're always going to be happy to see you. They're going to just be, they're not going to um, remind you about why you pop them with a newspaper before you left because they pee. They're not going to remind you that you didn't leave enough water out. They're not going to remind you that you didn't leave enough food out. They're not going to remind you that they don't like this cheap ass food you keep buying. They're just going to be happy that you showed up. They're going to be happy to greet you at the door. They're going to be happy to not necessarily submit to you, but they're ready to take comfort with you. They're ready to take companionship with you. So why do we say we love people and then we don't do that same thing to them? That's true. Let you let us get into an argument this morning. When you get home this afternoon, oh, we still in that argument. I don't know what you're talking about. Unless we officially put that shit to rest over the phone or we met up for lunch or something to get this argument out, we still in argument when you get home. Greet you at the door. Oh, I got something at the door for your ass. You be ready. Take your boots off so I can holler. I'm ready. But that's not how it's supposed to be. Like, it's just not. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be, I am welcoming. Like, I'm happy to see you. I'm happy that I get one more day with you. I'm happy that I get a chance to see your smile and to show you mine. You know, like, it just... Well, I think that goes to people, how they... It goes to what another thing we were discussing, and it's how you know how we know love to be, and how we um, interpret what love is. To some people, they may see that arguing and you know letting holding the grudge until the person comes home, and you know arguing for another two hours about something that happened twelve hours ago. As this is me showing that I love you, and it's like okay, no, you know what I mean. Um, so I think it, it it really is depending on how you see love. Like, do you know love? And it's like, oh yeah, I do. Well, how do you know love? Do you know love is only conflict or do you know love is being pure and gentle and vulnerable and, you know, soft and fluffy? Because some people think that in order for you to, like, they want to be convinced that you love them. Some people know love through suffering. They feel like you have to win me by suffering for me first. Love as pain, love as suffering, it's really not supposed to be that hard. Love is not supposed to hurt. So if in the first couple weeks, the first couple months, somebody is making you suffer through them, you know what I'm saying? Like they're intentionally doing things that you've said you don't agree with or it makes you feel bad, you shouldn't be suffering through, you know, and I'm talking about love on even a platonic level. So in order for us to be friends, I got to fight for you up front. The fuck is that? You know, in order for me to prove that 
um, I love you. I have to be cheated on by you first now. And, and the fact that I stayed is what makes you think, oh, wow, you really love me. No, that means you didn't love me. You don't love me. And in turn, I'm not loving myself enough, you know, to get myself out of this situation. So there's the dynamic of love. I, I think that if people would just communicate and be more honest about who they are in the, in the, because we're constantly changing, we're ever evolving people. I think that people really should just constantly be checking in with each other, you know, really checking in with each other. If it's not going to be like more often than seasonal, you're going to have a problem because we are always changing your likes, your dislikes, you know, you're constantly learning new things. You might learn something to be like, Oh shit. Now that I know how the hot dogs are made, I can't eat those no more. Meanwhile, you've been the hot dog man at the barbecue for years. Mm-hmm. Now your wife don't, don't recognize you no more. She's like, wait, who, who is this guy? It's nothing wrong with changing. But if you just don't say nothing to the other person, how are they supposed to know? That's not fair. That's not fair. And being honest with yourself about the fact that you've changed. Like, you can't expect somebody to stay the same forever. And, and I think that we don't uh, take into account the how quickly things can change. Either. Yes. Um, because I know, again, like I said, this whole dipping my toe into this online dating pool thing, I, you know, like, it's only been like a month now, you know, or so that it's been like something that I'm actively doing, but I have changed significantly in these past four to five weeks in terms of my, what I'm putting out and what I expect to get back, you know? Um, and a lot of it, I think has to do with my experiences in this area now like there's only certain conversations that I'm willing to have with you only because I've had several different, you know, obviously everybody's different. However, I've had several different types of conversations and the one blueprint I want to follow is the one that I like the most. You know what I mean? So if that's not the necessarily the, the type of energy you're giving me then I don't want it. And I will hope that you have a similar thing too as well. I don't know. You know, who knows what what becomes of this whole online dating thing if it'll be something that I continue on long term. I don't know. I do plan on, you know, getting out here in these streets um, once the weather breaks. But it, it just is what it is. I do think just on a human level that it starts with you, the individual, and kind of as cliche as it may sound these days, but you've got to be good with you before you can be good with anybody else and that's what you live and you learn and sometimes you have to learn the hard way and um you know it sucks uh learning the hard way sometimes but uh you know you live and you learn and by the way i will say that that learning the hard way i'm speaking for myself and to myself at that time but and i will say that this will make an excellent chapter in the book yes it will um you're going to be, I think your lesson isn't over. I think you're going I to don't be, be surprised by what you're actually learning. Yeah, I don't think the lesson's over either. Because considering the way that it's it's going, and it has been going, I feel like there is going to be another encounter. And um, we know who will, be, who will be initiating that encounter. Um, <laughs> we already know that one. But it's almost like, you know, when they say you get, I don't know, I'm, whatever. But I'm going to use it as an analogy, and it may be wrong, but you'll see where I'm going with it, right? Like, if you get bit by a venomous snake, and you have to get all the poison out of you. That may be a little drastic, but you know what I mean. Like, I have to get the, you got to drain it. And yeah. I think I'm in that, it's the weird, confusing stage, but definitely it's the, okay, I got we got to get to the root. I will not rest until we get to the root of it. Or I may just become content and just say, this is one of those eggs you just can't crack. And you have to be cool with it. So yeah. we'll see. I'll, I, you know, we'll, we'll check in with you again and see where it's going. We might. I don't know if I, you know, we'll see how I feel about. Well, I do want to, I want to, I want to, um, if, if, if you don't have much more, I do want to end with something. I saw this on my socials and it really hit for me because I've been, we use, we say a lot of things are just Instagram quotes, right? And it's like, no, but they're not. The reason that they made it to quotes is because they really be, they really do have some valid points within them. It's just, you got to take what you need and leave the rest, you know? Um, and 
the thought, the, the, the idea of pouring from an empty cup is one that we has been a running theme. Um, and I think that we all, um, at one point or another, are running on empty, right? And we still, we just be running on fumes. We don't even have nothing, but we still give that extra. That little battery pack kicks in and we give. But this girl is on um, Shine. You know the Shine app? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Shine app is actually a app owned by women of color, um, and it can be used as like a therapeutic sort of. The Shine app. sponsors. Say what? I was talking to my imaginary self. What did you say? <laughs> it's a black woman and an Asian woman. Okay. Anyway, do yourself a favor. Also, it's free, but then they do have some premium shit on there, so that's up to you. But you can get the free shit. Morning meditations, midday meditations, evening. Um, it's very calming. Anyway, so the one thing the girl said, my therapist said, remember that um, the other side of giving your all is now being empty. Like you always, we always talking about, oh, I want to give my all to someone. I'm ready to open up and really just pour out and pour into someone. But it's like, are you, are you prepared for the possibility that you won't be as equally poured into? Mm. And granted, granted, the person may be pouring into you as best as they can, right? Like it just might not be enough for you. You have to be willing to, again, be, you just have to be prepared for that. And you have to be willing to meet them where they are. You can't let your complete, your, your quote unquote all rest in this other person. You have to already show up whole, man. You have to show up not, oh, I'm 50%. You get 50%. no. You can't expect this person to give you 100 and your fucking meter is still on 50, 75. That's not cool. You're, even if you're pouring your all into this person, they're still giving more or vice versa. If you're now coming to the table 100% and they only still have 75, now you're still pouring into 100% of yourself into this person and they're giving you 75 and it's not there. So again, I think that's why the communication is hella important, like you said, because how would you know that? And how would this person know the types of ways to pour into you if y'all haven't communicated with each other? If y'all haven't talked about the things that you need, they need, you like, don't like, they like, don't like, all of that. Instead of trying to give your all to people, right? What if we just tried to give our best? Just try to give your best. And that can be... Isn't that the goal in life, though? To just do the best that you can. do your best. We're not saying to do, you know, some, it's going to fluctuate, obviously. Some days your best is, is shit. I barely called your ass. I ain't really feel like talking today, you know? And then other days your best is, I want to talk to you all day. I want to be with you. I want to cuddle with you. Let's spend the three-day weekend and get away and don't talk to nobody but each other. You know what I mean? So you really have to just do your best. And the other person has to be on that same page because if they don't understand that and they think that every day you're supposed to be given, you know, this top tier, 100% fucking, no, no, no. It don't work. In real life, in real life, it doesn't work like that. Imagine some of the days that you wake up and you just don't even have it for yourself. You just don't got it, man. You just don't got it. Like, look, man, I'm here. Sometimes you walk into work, you're like, hey, how you doing today? I'm here. How many times have we said that going into work? I said it every day. Every day, right? I'm here. My late, my latest thing is I'm alive. <laughs> like, look, how am I doing? Alive. That's how I am. It feels so good to be alive. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so you definitely better take my best today, goddamn. You better not be expecting my all because I left that at home. <laughs> I brought my best, though. I did bring my best. So, yeah. So I just wanted to say that I really do think that we have to get to that point where we're not trying to give people every little thing we have. You you really do at the end of the day have to think of yourself first. It's not selfish. I I was preaching this to my kids a couple months ago. And again, I think they thought it was an Instagram quote, but I was trying to get it through their heads that self-care is not selfish. How can you give to somebody else if you didn't take care of yourself? How? Again, that's pouring from an empty cup. It ain't nothing in there, but you're trying to share. Girl, take your 50 cent and make it a whole dollar. You, you ain't got nothing for me. Nothing. I appreciate the gesture, but I would rather you take care of yourself. Well, you know, this has been a very interesting episode. A very, look at us being all about love. All about love. All about love. So I mean, and there's so many more areas to explore on love, you know, but 
in the meantime, I think in real time, this is what we've got. Yes. So we want to hear from you. What do you think? What do you what do you think about what we discussed today? What are your thoughts about love? How do you know love? How how do you know it to be? What do you think it is? We would love to hear from you. You can always hit us up on social media at Outspoken Sibs. Like you can find us on Twitter at Outspoken Sibs. You can also find us on Instagram at Outspoken Sibs. Of course, we're on Facebook. And you can always email us at OutspokenSibs at gmail.com. And if you send us an email at OutspokenSibs at gmail.com, we will read your, you know, your reaction on the next episode. So definitely send them in. We would love to hear from you. Get your thoughts. And we definitely want to say thank you so much for rocking out with us. We hope that you have had a great, great Black History Month. We hope that you are just, you know, thriving and living in abundance. And even if you're not, uh, you know, brighter days are indeed ahead. Amen. So if your heart and your mind is clear, on behalf of Tony and myself, say good night and good luck. And peace out, Girl Scout. That was a very, like, Walter Cronkite. It was. was. I'm saying Walter Cronkite like I remember any, well. I know. I know what you mean, though. It was very much a signing off. Good job. Thank you. You know, very much, you know. I figure since I got this degree, I might as well use it for something.